Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Terrific racing at Albion Park on the weekend, but also interstate as well. And uh, Chris Barnsby, as I say good morning to you. This uh, Italian Cup at Melton. Are these horses, any of these horses, a chance of heading north? Triple Eight's a short prize favourite, and like a wildfire, the second favourite on Saturday night. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Triple Eight definitely coming to Queensland. He'll be part of a really strong team for husband and wife combination, Jess Tubbs, Greg Sugars, because they've got Better Eclipse, who's formally invited for the Rising Sun. Triple Eight will be coming up as well. Maybe moments like these comes up for a race like the Group 1 Golden Girl. So Triple Eight definitely heading this way. Supreme Dominator, he's been talked about coming up for some time. But it all depended on getting a, a flight from Melbourne to, to Brisbane. He's a little bit of a, uh, a quirky horse with travel. So uh, Joe Pay said if we can get a flight from Melbourne to Brisbane, he will definitely be here. But that's not as easy as it sounds. So certainly a bit of interest with that feature, the Italian Cup. But Triple uh, Eight uh, is definitely headed our way. Yeah, chasing a hat-trick. 145 at the moment for that Italian Cup on the weekend. Shane Graham's with us, Chris. Shane, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Before we look at the weekend's uh, races, I, I just want to recap on last week and talk about the flashing red. Uh, Turn It Up and Eliel Cool J. Uh, you've got a great association with both horses. Beaten, but far from disgrace. They they went terrific races. Yeah, that's right, Chris. You couldn't be um, more happier with either of them, really, you know. Um, bloody, <laughs> it's hard to sort of go so good, but yet walk away without winning the race, so... They were both great, and, um, yeah, they've come through it well, which is the main thing. Well, as we know, Turn It Up was second. LL Cool J third. Max Shard won the flashing red. Turn It Up got within a neck of Max Shard, but at the quarter pole, how much start do you think you were giving Max Shard? Well, yeah, it was sort of... It was a fair, fair start. I thought probably, you know, he's probably giving him three or four lengths. Um, I was just thinking at the time, oh, geez, if we can just get out, we might be able to run third or something, you know, and... When he uh, when I sort of got the gap and to the ground, he put, made up and then took off him down the straight. You know, he um, it was probably one of his best runs since he's been here. I think. Well, I think that's a fair call as well. And when you analyse the sectionals, what sort of split do you think he's run individually from the 400 to the winning post? Yeah, look, he's probably he's had to have probably gone at least low 26 I'd imagine you know for the ground he was giving them low 26 high 25s even um, you know I, I don't think I would have I wouldn't have gone quicker in my time anyway so as you said he's probably never gone a better race but as it stands right now is this the best that you've ever had turned it up uh, like he just seems like he's in the zone right now he's obviously a fit and healthy horse and he's pain free he is. He um, touched wood, you know, um, probably said about four weeks ago, I wish the carnival was on next week because he, he's just, like you said, in the right right zone at the moment. And, um, like, if he was probably going like this, you know, last year, you would have been even happier. And I thought last year he was going pretty good, you know. But um, just this time in and after, after he had a good spell and he had another false layout when he hurt his eye there and he... Um, you know, the time's done him wonders because he's, um, yeah, he, he's definitely, you know, I think racing the best he has since he's come from New Zealand. And each week he goes out, he, he does seem to be getting even a little bit better. 
That being said, does it give you a different mindset going into the carnival this year compared to last year? Last year we had plenty of stars at that open class level. There was King of Swing, obviously, Copy That was here, and there was a number of other horses. There's no King of Swing, there's no Copy That this year. It seems like it's a little bit more open, so does that give you a different mindset attacking these races moving forward? Yeah, it, it does and it doesn't, you know. Um, it's, uh, like you said, you know, last year was a hard carnival, but in, a, in, in I think this year, I think it's actually... You know, I know we don't have those those real standout ones, but I think as a whole, it's going to be harder racing. You know, because out of the you know the field of twelve, realistically, ten are probably live winning chances of winning. You know, when it comes to the big races coming around, I, I think it is going to be. Even though we don't have those stars there, I, I think it's still going to be very hard. Sure. How pleasing is it, though, that we're seeing him in this different role, his past couple of starts? We know how much gate speed he's got. We know how good a front runner he is. But just in his last couple of starts, he's been chasing and he's been really savaging the line. How pleasing is that? Yeah, it has been. He, um, realistically, like, leading into this carnival, he's had the perfect preparation. Like He, um, he, he hasn't hit the line tired once um, every start. You know, his best work's been the last 50. Um, so his confidence has gone high. And he, um, like you said, he, I don't even think other than at Redcliffe, um, we, that's the only time we've used his gate speed when he runs, when he won there. Like, he's, he's pretty much drawn the back line um, every start. And, you know, he's coming wide and off the speed. And, yeah, he, he's doing everything, you know, you, you can ask of him, that's for sure. Next start, does he go straight to the Redcliffe Cup or do you squeeze in a run prior? Nah, he'll just wait for the Redcliffe Cup now. He, um, it's sort of, you know, we, we never really like to back him up, sort of week to week and always space his runs and it's been working and, you know, leading into the flashing red, it was pretty much three weeks between runs there and, and, he, and he run a great race. So he'll just wait now for the Redcliffe Cup. Okay, LL Cool J. You must have been really happy with his performance. He led up and he ran a bold race. He was, he was. He, um, you know, like I, I sort of spoke to the connections after the race and I said any other year, like he, he's won the, he's won it easy, you know. He's just, you, you wouldn't think you could get home and he's probably got over 27 flat himself, over 2,600 and get run down, you know. it's He, um, he definitely, you know, probably run his best race and the most pleasing thing about him is he sort of his last three or four runs every run he has got better so he's he's definitely on the way up after you know a few luckluster runs where does he go next he'll probably go um uh friday week i think it is there's a uh just a stand three four at redcliffe um you know i, I sort of don't want to really swap him up mobile to stand so and sort of keep him to the stand leading into the Redcliffe Cup so um, he'll just have a start you know a week out before the Redcliffe Cup and then into the Redcliffe Cup Okay, defending champion, can he go back to back? Yeah, I think he can you know, um, one thing one thing in his favour, like he he, uh, he did make a blunder first up from the stand but generally he steps away and he, he showed last week he steps good and he, uh, you know, like 
Redcliffe and he actually likes the track and gets around it well and I'd say, you know, like not many horses on the smaller tracks can run as quick as they can on the thousand metres and that's what he can do, you know, like whatever speed he shows at Albion, well he can he can get around Redcliffe at the same tempo. So that's definitely a you know, a plus for him and you know, his um his records are real good at Redcliffe. So, um yeah, like look he he's probably gonna still need a tad bit of luck which everyone does in those races, but um yeah, he can win it, that's for sure. All right, well, both horses are going well and they both ran terrific races last week in the flashing red. Moving ahead to Saturday night, Scarlet Babe steps out, second up in the free-for-all, which is race number two. How did you assess that run last week, fresh up? Uh, she was good. Um, you know, like, uh, probably on the clock, she I, I'd imagine her sectionals would have been probably as good as any of them, you know? Um, uh she probably just heated the last 50, peaked on a run a bit, but um, being first up in that and uh, previous campaigns, she thought that she could perform well first up, but just being a, a bit older now and, you know, a bit uh, bigger around the girth, she probably just might take that one or two runs just to get back to her best. What are the expectations Saturday night then? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think she should improve a lot you know from that run um she's she's pulled up good and um trained on well so you know i'd be expecting her to you know to be a lot sharper and probably show a bit more of a high speed than what she did last week at first glance when you saw that field for saturday night did you think you could lead and then possibly hand over um yeah at first glance you know um it's uh yeah, she sort of she does have gate speed. Whether we sort of you know use it sort of fully up when they're probably going to run a, a 51 sort of mile, you know. So we'll um, we'll just sort of see how she leaves the gate and that. But um, you know, it's still her um, her sort of main ta- target, the mare's features. So we don't want to be um, going to the to the well too far out, you know. Yeah, sure. So the Group One Golden Girl—that's her main main target. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's um, you know against it's going to be a hard race, but you know against her own sex and that—that's uh, what what sort of <coughs> the main thing we've been going for her this this prep in, and you know she'll um, race. I think there's one or two mare lead up races to it, so um, that's what we're aiming for anyway. All right. The other horse about uh, that I wanted to talk about this morning on Saturday night is Rock Bottom. This guy finished at the rear of the field last week, but he just had no luck whatsoever. He's low flying, isn't he? He is. He, um, you know, he's definitely a little surprise packet. He, uh, he never puts in a ra- bad run. You know, like I don't think he, he he's missed running top four since he's been here, other than the other night. But um, yeah, when you watch the replay, he was. Uh, hard on their backs going under the line with nowhere to go so um he uh he's a, he's very deceiving you know he he doesn't um do anything special or that but um week in week out he sort of he just runs good races so um you know these veteran races they're, they're still as hard as any race to win but um yeah hopefully uh he can get back on the scoreboard let me throw this at you uh, in a wild way. Was there any contemplation about the Redcliffe Cup with Rock Bottom? I know he's not going that way and he's not even qualified from the stand, but was there any sort of consideration given? 
Yeah, there was one. Like, he's sort of considerate. Um, like you said, you know, he, he he's not one of those sort of higher-ranked horses or nothing. But, you know, he um, was sort of thinking if he, if he did step, he'd get the front. We all know what uh, Redcliffe can do, you know, like... Uh, even, you know, it brings a lot of the good horses unstuck, especially when they get a handicap and that, you know, but um, we sort of just decided little fish are sweet and we'll just keep sort of poking through on the Saturday night. All right. Well, the team's going well. Uh, we look forward to seeing both uh, Turn It Up and LL Cool J step out again as they build towards their big targets throughout the other constellations. Really appreciate the time. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Shane Graham joining us. Let's head to the west now, Gloucester Park, with a 10-race program tomorrow night. Matty Young joins us each and every Thursday. There's always plenty to talk about because there's always good horses to talk about in the west, and he's online with us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Uh, I've got to start with race one, Street Hawk. He's two for two this former Kiwi. Uh, is he a genuine derby contender later in the year? Oh, I do believe that he is the son of Better's Delight. He's um, he's very smart and look, he is a big chance to win tomorrow night. This is a good test. His first two wins have been against pretty moderate opposition, so uh, stepping to Friday night company, we'll get uh, we'll get a pretty good gauge for uh, what type of horse he is or where he's at. Uh, he didn't impress me a huge amount last start in just the way that he had to be shaken up to go and get away from the field, and he only put them away by just over a length against a pretty moderate lineup. So he could be a horse that that's just how he goes. And when he races the better ones, he just goes to another level. So this will be a good test Friday to see if he is that type of horse. Judging off of his New Zealand replays, I think he could be that type of horse. So I'm not too concerned with the way he's been or the way he won last start. He still did it pretty comfortably. So Look, he's, he's a very talented type and I think the derby will be where they're heading with him and, uh, as I said, we'll get a great gauge on his ability tomorrow night. All right. The main race tomorrow night at GP is the Group 3 Pure Steel, named after the uh, the former champion. Who wins this race tomorrow night? Yeah, look, Azana looks really hard to beat. He's got the perfect draw and uh, he's going around at prohibitive odds but uh, has got the speed to lead in the event. I think uh, there could be some heat in the race. Hillview Bondi is a horse who likes to get up there and race pretty close to the speed. I think that'll give Talks Up a Storm a pretty good run. Uh, Coolwater Paddy, I think, on the pegs is going to be a much better horse. Second up in the state, a horse that we mentioned last week. Um, wasn't a bad effort. Had to race in a bit of restricted room late in the piece last Friday. So I think uh, it's a really good place chance, but I think there was about 2.40, a place available early for Coolwater Paddy. I don't think that's available now. So that was probably one of my better bets on the card. But, look, I think Azana should lead and win. And uh, then it's just all up to the placings. Talks up a storm and Coolwater Paddy. Look, uh, two very handy types to be able to run into the money with Hillview Bondi. So we'll be really competitive. And another great test for Azana, who's come through the preparation really well. And this is a good step up. All right. What is your best bet at this program tomorrow night? Well, uh, I'm going to go with uh, race four, number four, while they pray. This horse has won uh, a couple of free-for-alls now. He's got very good gate speed, and the horses underneath him, I don't think would want to get into a war with him, uh, double up, Savvy Bromack and Cordero. So I think he'll find the top, and he should be able to control the race pretty well. And the way he's been going, he'll be very hard to beat again. So race four, number four, while they pray. He's been on the comeback trail. It's been a great story. I think he can get another feature race win to his name.
Okay, so race four, number four, the best bet tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. Before I let you go this morning, Steve wants to know, are you going to Broome again this weekend? Uh, no Broome this weekend. I didn't actually go last weekend, Chris. Um, oh. the, my flight was cancelled, so I had to call it from a studio. <laughs> oh, did you? Did a good oh, yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> they set up... So, yeah, it was panic stations for a few hours there, and then they set up uh, a studio with a live feed in... Um, in Tab Radio and I was able to call the race mm. there and uh, it was like I wasn't even away from the track from people on, on course so that was good no, it yeah. Was, yeah it was um, well, we're, we're switching we're switching flights next week and I'm um, going up on a different different uh, affiliation and uh, yeah so I will be there next week